what, what, what did I say? Hello and welcome to the super original colorful. No, damn it! So, hello, welcome Let's to this. Try that again. It's the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. That's good enough. We're the only podcast from Sunny Hamtramck that always asks, "What did we learn today?" My name is Scott Krause, and joining me today is fan favorite Ian. Dixon, that's right. All hell, Scott Casts. Glory be to Scott Casts. Oh, nice, strong delivery, Ian. <laughs> Very good. Somebody's on point today. Someone's on point. Thank God. You know, we were going to have a different episode. We we're going to drop a very special episode tonight, but we had some scheduling issues. It's no big deal. But we're going to get on the cast soon, possibly next week, uh, an expert. And the actor known as Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was in the Twilight movies. Right. Right. He was Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. That's what I, the only thing I thought he did. I didn't even know he was in Harry Potter. Cedric Diggory is a one-year character. He shows up. He's like, I'm Cedric Diggory. And Harry Potter's like, I'm jealous of you because everyone likes you. And then at the end, he dies. Mm. Cedric Diggory. Spoilers. and harry potter uses him as a martyr figure okay in his fight against Voldemort, as one does when you're a teenager right one day you're jealous of your elder and the next day you're exemplifying them as a martyr for a cause Mm. sure that doesn't happen very often But somehow Harry Potter is still universal. And anyway, we were going to have a Robert Pattinson cast because I went on a tweet storm recently mm-hmm. after watching The Lighthouse, talking about how great it was. And the entire Robert Pattinson army like came to my doorstep with, with uh, wreaths of olives, mm-hmm. branches, and, and uh, gifts of plenty. Tribute, if you were. Yeah. Because I'm a fan of Robert Pattinson now. I'm excited for him to play the Batman soon, mm-hmm. and they really dig it. I think they're robots. Quite possibly. But hey, a robot listen is almost just as good as a real listen. That's right. Counts in the numbers, right? Yeah, it's all about the numbers. <laughs> That's what Scottcast is about. It's about the goal of just raw downloads over soul, wit, mm-hmm. or expression. So tell all your friends, download Scottcast. Play it when you're not home. Yeah, put it on repeat. Do you ever put Scarcast on repeat at home? On repeat? Yeah. Um, to I, boost the numbers? I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've I've revisited old episodes from time to time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm constantly revisiting old episodes. Shovel that's your gift. Yeah. You don't actually. I well, do. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's because you revisit them all. Really, you can't just pick one mm-hmm. and say it. And that's. It's what a dedicated Scott Castigator would do is they'd go back, review, be like, have I grown since then? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> and then move on with your life. You know, and that's what we're doing with Scott Cast. We we a little bit of light reflection, uh, a lot of bit of current state reflection, like mm-hmm. what's going on right now. Yeah. Be in the moment. And very little future reflection. I can't reflect the future. That's why we're not a goal setting podcast. Except for the underground city thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's more of a system. Yeah. You know, because a goal is like you reach it and you have it and it's there. An underground city is more of a system. Mm -hmm. You build it and then it just still keeps going, right? You don't ever stop building a grand underground city that will save humanity. You only keep working at it. That's true. You know? It's a dedication. It's, yeah. it's a lot like weight loss or exercise. It's about the habit. Mm-hmm. It's not about just reaching some point and saying your life is happy. Right. And that's Scott Cast. It's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I say things that are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's plenty of time for that. Yeah, we're, we're barely even scratching the surface of this podcast. I'm going to introduce a few new sounds mm-hmm. to the soundboard. I, I want I need to introduce it to you because it affects the way we pod. Yeah. The first sound I want to introduce is the Googling sound or the search engine rundown song. And okay. it, what we're going to do is when we need to look something up to verify one of our amazing claims mm-hmm. about science or love or, or trickery or literature, we will play this and it'll be like a little bad that tells people, hey, 
we're getting the right information soon. Yeah. You know? Instead of just editing that silence out, we're going to give you yeah, we're a gonna little, let you, little ear nugget. It's a little ear nugget. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows the research process. I feel like it's more transparent. Mm-hmm. I feel like it lends us credibility. Yeah. But it also doesn't put on any more work for us. So, like, let's say, like, we were Googling something like, uh, um, uh, what, what's the temperature outside? You know, we would just get our little tablet out. I'm going to be like, what's the temperature? It could be anything. Is it snowing out? Is it sunny? Is it time for the beach? Or is it time for snowballs? Who knows? What's the weather? I think it's neither. It's like the gray temperature. You were outside recently. Yeah, it's too warm to snow, but it's too cold for anything else. It's like 33, 34. You're right. It's well, it's 31. That's that's okay. that's pretty. You're in range. Yeah. There's no winter wonderland happening no. outside. Everything's just gray. Yeah. So that's how Google Music works, <laughs> <laughs> or search engine rundown song, or this is me being 30 in podcasting. Do you notice any <laughs> discernible difference? <laughs> nah. I mean, getting excited over mundane sounds. That's about par for the course. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on track developmental-wise. <laughs> I read a meme on the internet, mm-hmm. and it said, uh, uh, when men turn 30, they either become a beer guy, uh, a band guy, a guy who bikes to work, mm-hmm. or a podcaster. Okay. Like, I think you're three of those things. <laughs> <laughs> you were in a band. You were all of those things at one point. You were in the in the in the, in the girl girls who guys who sing bands yeah, straight guys playing songs straight guys shouldn't play. There you go. Wow. So you're like all those things. I guess so. I never properly biked to work. I I did a dry run on the weekend to see if I could do it. Oh, and I okay. could, but it sucked. So you, I'd never actually done it. Okay, you flirted with the idea. <laughs> you were like, I'm 30. Like I need to find my jam. All yeah. the other 30 year olds are. Biking to work. If I was like in shape and did it regularly, then that would be great. But so, so that was the barrier. I, just, was, I don't have the commitment, and you know, sometimes I'm there late, and I don't want to have to bike home after I worked for nine, ten hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, though, some people say that like that's the great way to relieve stress is to yeah, maybe. exercise it out. You know, it's like a transition between home and work. That's not how I do it. That's not how you do it. As you as you <laughs> swirl your whiskey in its glass. Although we did have that idea about the uh, the Camelback full of uh, booze. That was maybe a way I could do the biking thing. But I th- I think that where would to be store fun. the booze at work where the kids don't get into it and right. It's kind of a do the kids get into like your personal belongings? Sometimes, yeah. Okay, so maybe you'll just get a safe or something for your desk. <laughs> You know, like the old ad executives would have, like the right. little lock drawer full of yeah. like whiskey and <laughs> and underwear. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, there's rules about that that wouldn't go over well. Okay, okay. If it was discovered that I had this Camelback full of whiskey, I'm totally spoiled because I work from home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally have everything in my home office, being it that it's at home. Someday I'll do a private practice thing, and it'll be like uh, sort of the stereotypical, you know, psychodynamic thing that people have in their minds. Are you the, the chaise, and I'll just be smoking a pipe and I fucking drinking like whiskey all all day, and be like, uh, "Tell you? me about your mother." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean more. Tell me more. <laughs> Are you uh, waiting till till you have like the gray beard, (laughs) like till you can really pull off the Freud before you go full Freud? I think that's when I just stop caring. You're going to put out some preposterous theories and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. You would deserve that retirement. You know, after after like a life of like service, Mm -hmm. you know, to like to these underprivileged people who, who like are accessing you through purely through your beneficial soul yeah right like after a lifelong of service you deserve a retirement where you're just yeah i'm not saying, gonna shit on them i'm gonna go to the <laughs> suburbs and <laughs> get some rich fuck to pay me to spout some bullshit at them 
And it's purely about a creative outlet for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you get to, you make your office just like Freud would. You spend most of your time just reading dense literature. (laughs) (laughs) Once in a while, somebody will come in for 600 bucks an hour. Yeah. And you will severely mess them up before they go on to the next person (laughs) who will also severely mess them up. Maybe this is why capitalist society always falls to the wicked Mm -hmm. because therapists keep taking it all out on their rich clients. Is that what's going on? It might be what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like a lot of therapists probably share somewhat of your views socioeconomically maybe. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a broad generalization. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody who's a therapist is just like you, Ian. <laughs> it would surprise me if they weren't. I wouldn't go to them if they weren't. Yeah, I'd be like, why aren't you like Ian? <laughs> Breaks my conception of what a what a therapist should be. So I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. Besides being a podcaster already. The noticeable differences I've found in the couple days that you've been 30 in the couple days so far (laughs) is I like Radiohead a lot more. Makes sense. Okay. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. It's just I turned 30 and I was just like, Karma Police is genius work. (laughs) I was calling up Sabelle in the middle of the night being like, there's a hidden meaning to Karma Police. (laughs) It's all about how it fades out, you see. That's basically it so far. Mm-hmm. Is I like Radiohead a lot more now. I'm distancing myself away from everything I've liked already. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna get a new set of likes, like uh, like changing a jacket. Mm-hmm. Like I used to wear a fleece jacket for the longest time, and now I'm wearing uh, I don't know windbreaker. So I like. I'm not sure what that metaphor Radiohead m- means exactly, but okay, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's not a very good metaphor then. Well, be, well, it doesn't mean anything because the underlying idea also doesn't mean anything. Something's different, but it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> it's like no one cares. I don't even care. Yeah. I'm just reaching for a jacket because I need a jacket. I frequently forget how old I am. Yeah? Like where 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 are you arrested? Like where do you like kind of stick yourself to? Like I'm at 27. Like I know I'm in my 30s. Okay. <laughs> you know there's a decade that you belong to. Yeah. But I like forget exactly where. And like every now and then they'll like instead of actually carding me, they'll be like, How old are you when I'm buying booze? And I'm like, uh thirty-three. I don't know. Thirty-ish. <laughs> Do you believe me? <laughs> the fact that you weren't like trying to convince them that you're 30 ish and more like you're just saying it was probably enough. Like, I can recite my birthday a lot easier than I can decipher how old I am. Oh, really? Okay. So, like, it requires math. Yeah. You have to be like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. So, I was born. I stopped caring about birthdays. I don't, I mean, I know it's my birthday, but I don't really care how old I am. You're a Valentine's Day baby, too. Yeah. So, you're always spending your, uh, Birthday doting on your romantic significant yeah. other. That's not so bad though. I don't neither of us really it care to be s- the center of attention, so it's like it gives you something to do too. Yeah. Like like for my birthday, like Sabelle really wanted to, you know, celebrate with me and she was like pushing for me to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in, the, in a sweet way, but it was just like I don't know. I don't really want to do anything. I've had people over twice a week, every week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the past year. I'd like to spend it not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to get produced today. That's how I want to spend it. And you know what I did produce? A lot of products for the Scottcast <laughs> store. Yeah. You can go to the Scottcast store and did you check out this stuff, Ian? You can get a ductator shirt. You can oh my get. God, there's throw pillows. Yep. Throw pillows of all themes. We've got a jacket. Ooh, a nice champion jacket, too. So Mm. if you're going to switch your jacket up, because it doesn't matter, might as well make it a Skycast jacket. Hell yeah. I'm going to put on the back of those jackets, because it doesn't matter. Big embroider. That's (laughs) it. (laughs) Skycast logo up front. Hell yeah. So that's your face, but what you're really thinking is, I'm wearing this because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. There's a mini skirt. I didn't see that. It's a ductator mini skirt. It's covered in ducks. Hell yeah. 
Yeah. There's a beanbag chair. Okay. It's the beanbag chair has just my face. Mm. I don't. You want people to sit on your face? <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> that might be off the store by the time this airs. Yeah. I mean, I mean that works as a marketing tagline, but yeah. I don't think I need to be pushing that out quite yet. We got to work on my image before I just hammer at the easy wins, mm-hmm. the provocativeness. Yeah. I got to be a kind, kindly man before I can be a be a venomous, uh, you know, pervert. Pervert. <laughs> Inciting people to sit on your face. Okay, but that's... You have to pay first. That's like a $76 (laughs) item. Like, base cost. Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, that's what I spent my 30th birthday doing. (laughs) It's making products for people. (laughs) So that they can sit on my face. You just couldn't take a day off. I just couldn't take a day off. So, you know what? Go buy that stuff. Have fun. And live the Scott Cast life, amigo. That's the first time I've said amigo in like a casual <laughs> context. Man, a 30-year-old me is way different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should I don't think you should continue. It's going to the the second season of Scatcast starting soon. Mm-hmm. Episode 100 through 200. Ah. Second season of Scatcast is going to largely deal with me accepting who I am as a human being. Mm. You know, First season, discovering who I am as a human being. It's all excitement. Discovery, acceptance. Yeah. What's season three going to be all about? Uh, I think acceptance is going to get delayed for a while. (laughs) 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 I think think that is made up of a few parts. Some fighting, some turmoil, blatant lying Mm. for probably 10 or 20 episodes. I'm predicting between 140 and 170 mm. in that range is going to be a point where I'm just like, this is not Scottcast anymore. This is um, Chris Cavendish with the nightly news, and then we just talk normal news. Okay, and I just pretend I'm Mr. Chris Cavendish. It's going to be like the stages of grief, mourning your younger self. You'll be, you'll have a little denial phase. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in that. <laughs> You know, if you spend your thirtieth birthday There'll making be a couple episodes, it'll just be really angry for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, I think I've been through this cycle a few times in this podcast. <laughs> What's next? What's after anger? I mean, there's not like a set order necessarily. So anger, bargaining, bargaining—that's a good one. That's when I announce the coupon code. That's like twenty dollars off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have fun with the rage episodes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to those, and I think everyone else should too. So, Brown and I were talking about uh, maybe doing the the rage room thing for our anniversary. Really, that's telling. <laughs> do you want to talk about that? Even? I don't know if we can afford to do it, but it sounds like fun. We're both pretty excited about doing it at some point. Okay, together? Like, you guys are, like, together Like, not in the same room. Like, yeah, we're going to go and, like, both have a cathartic kind of explosion of energy. Yeah. And you're both going to get videos of this, right? Yeah. Obviously. I mean, if if they allow that, I don't know how how it works. I assume they they let you. tape the security footage? Yeah. Because they got to have security footage for their own liability, right? I would imagine so. (laughs) If you're both getting a recording of this... Hmm. Do you think there's going to be something in the back of this rage experience where it's instead of just pure catharsis, um, it's a little bit of competition? Like, can I outrage Bronwyn? Let me show her I'm the more rageful on the inside. Because you've got you've got a dark inside that I don't know. Maybe you have a bit no, of I don't uh, think it would be a ownership over. thing. I think it'd be more of a stress relief sort of thing. Like, but what if in the midst of your stress relief you discover like, this? Damn, she rages good. Yeah, I wish I could rage like that. <laughs> it would just be studying a form. How dare you break things like that, you bitch! Right. <laughs> but you know, like I don't want it to think insult you, your ego. Think you break stuff better than I can? I mean, like I don't know. I don't think I'm like that invested in my masculinity. I'm not even saying is like a part of your masculinity. I'm saying it's part of your identity, sir. Part of it is like harboring that. This dark seed in you. <laughs> oh, that's probably how you're going to justify it. Like you, even in the rage room itself, where mm-hmm. you're paying to unleash 
you will not unleash fully for you know the damage that will cause is mm-hmm. more than just property. Yeah. I think I'm just going to get tired. Right. <laughs> pay for like 20 tw- minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah we were talking gonna about I'm going to do that. like two minutes all out and then I'm just going to be like, oh. <laughs> Then you're just gonna like hope the TV works still. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to keep the trash afterwards if it's trash? I don't know. I think you can bring your own stuff to break, or you can like break their stuff. I feel like if you need extra stuff, you have to pay extra. I don't know how it works exactly. I mean, yeah, there's gotta be a bit of a quid pro quo yeah. when it comes to the junk smashing. They can't just have like infinite TVs to break, right? <laughs> There might be a big TV epidemic where it's like people are giving them away. <laughs> like junkyards are like, we can't stack these TVs. No one, no one's coming by for, for tubes anymore. Yeah, the old CRTs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Ask all these questions because this is the second episode we've brought Rage Rooms up in, but mm-hmm. possibly third. I, I know we brought it up at least once. Do some investigation mm-hmm. before and after raging because mm-hmm. I want to know two things. One, I want to know how this operation works. Yeah. And two, I want to know how the mind of Ian Dixon works before and after raging. Like, like, are you oddly calm I'll afterwards? keep a journal. Let you know. Yeah. <laughs> keep track of your feelings. Yeah. Use some scales. Get stickers. <laughs> so we're on to the meat of the episode here. It's the epic return of Catboy himself. Hell yeah. And with the epic return of Catboy, I've whipped up a special little sound. I don't think you've heard it yet. I haven't. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I like that. That's good. So, like, that's like, oh, this is Catboy news. Because I feel like Catboy is real. Yeah. I feel like he's a legend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the stories coming out from the cat world mm-hmm. at large either influence or are directly influenced by the presence of Catboy in the cat community. Yeah. Just us humans, we don't really talk much of Catboy. We're the only ones who are really actively conversating mm-hmm. about Catboy because we've seen him in the alley. Yeah. But ever since I've seen him in the alley, I'm seeing patterns. The cat world is mobilizing mm-hmm. under the banner of Catboy. It's strange. It's like he's, he's, he's a bit like Aquaman in that he's the king of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. It's a kingdom that is ineffectual in most things. Mm-hmm. So his kingship isn't that useful. <laughs> But it kind of is. I mean, if you're, yeah, if you live under the ocean or near the ocean, maybe, I guess. Yeah, or with a clouder of cats. Yeah. In our cat boy's case. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's a good, like, purr meow. Yeah. With the fanfare trumpet. I'm excited. I like it. So, cat boy news. Yes. Okay. Alleged cat, alleged cat drug mule. Okay, this, even the first four words of this headline required deciphering. Mm-hmm. Alleged, mm-hmm. not proven. Yeah. Cat. Cat. Drug mule. Yes. Not just mule, drug mule. And a drug mule is commonly defined as someone who sneaks drugs across borders or other municipal uh, checkpoints. Yes. Alleged cat, drug mule. Swapped out. Oh, swapped out. Mm-hmm. For imposter. Someone imposted okay. the alleged cat drug mule. Probably another cat. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> <laughs> During a Russian court appearance. Mm-hmm. Claims lawyer. Okay. Well, first off, let's look at... There's a lot of like hesitation in the, the wording of... It's like, well, maybe this happened this way, perhaps, says this guy, maybe. I don't trust lawyers on the best days from America. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lawyer from Russia. Yes. And and the lawyer is only going so far as claiming that an alleged cat drug mule Mm -hmm. has been swapped out. And who's to say that means anything? I'm assuming that they're going to investigate this cat, cross-question it. How was the cat allegedly... Smuggling the drugs. That's a great question. Because what would it matter if it was a different cat? I'm just going to Google alleged cat drug mule. Because I'm pretty sure that's only existed once. (laughs) Serge, 
10,000 results. <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. Isn't that Google Music perfect for this? Yeah. Like, it's a little, it's off our plate to be super entertaining while I'm searching stuff up. The true identity of a prison yard cat is at the center of a Russian drug smuggling case. Okay, it's smuggled the drugs using a secret pocket in the cat's collar, which I am so glad to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was assuming. So it doesn't matter what the cat, what whose cat it was. It's the right? collar that's important. Yeah. So who cares? That's a different cat. That this Russian lawyer doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's almost as if Russian law is a joke. <laughs> you know, it's not unheard of for Cat Boy to have ties to that area of the world. There's a lot of uh, immigrants in our our fine community here in Hamtramck. That's true. Um, some from Eastern Europe, and that's you know adjacent to Russia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although Russia is like a gigantic place, it's yeah, but adjacent to portions of Russia. If you're muling, yeah, you're going to the places next to Russia. Right, that's a limited number of places, including Eastern Europe and uh, the Middle East. Yeah, which is both represented here. So it's yeah, it's completely uh, logical that Catboy would be in that area of the world. Strange how both of those things are represented here. But I've never like seen any Russian people in Hamtramck. Mm-hmm. It's never Russian, but all of these countries around Russia. Yeah, it's almost like people close to Russia want to get farther away from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Interesting. We've got Catboy over here in Russia. Possibly there's some cat swapping. Like mm-hmm. Catboy saw this cat in trouble. He mm-hmm. was. Mired in the Russian law system. Yeah. Swooped in, swapped him out for a cat that doesn't look like the cat that's described in the papers. Mm-hmm. You know, given that Russian law is so strict and to the letter, mm-hmm. if it's the wrong cat, it's the wrong cat. Yeah. Case thrown out. Mm-hmm. No justice served. So the cat saved that cat. Yeah. And merely inconvenienced another cat, probably a fat cat. Probably a fat cat that deserved a little bit of inconveniencing, like a Robin Hood scenario. Mm. And I bet this fat cat tried to flee Russia. On a plane? On a plane. That's right. I think that cat got swapped out, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's the next next article. What's with all the cat swapping over in uh, that part of the world? (laughs) A lot of cat swapping in Russia. It's strange. It's like, it makes me wonder if Kyle is Kyle. It it might be Kyle, might not be Kyle, because apparently cat swapping is a day to day occurrence in much of the world. Yeah, particularly Russia. And in in Russia, an overweight cat was denied to board an airplane. So his owner hatched an elaborate scheme using an imposter. Mm-hmm. So he brought a slightly more slender cat in for like the weigh in, and they were like, "Oh yeah, he can come on board." And then he like. Tossed him outside and brought his fat cat in. And, like, brought him on the airplane. And they fucking ate the, the on-flight hors d'oeuvres. And he, like, let him out. And You know what I hate most about this? Mm. Is that fat cat in those pictures eating those hors d'oeuvres <laughs> looked exactly like my cat. Yeah. But Kyle's not fat, people. I keep telling everyone who shows up at my house, Kyle's not fat. And he's, now I've he's got a thick boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's all muscle, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's all muscle in that survival ploop. Yeah. It's a survival ploop, <laughs> floopy belly. Yeah. It's meant. Tigers have a floopy belly. That's true. But you never bitch about tigers being fat, do you? No. Except for that one tiger. Have you see that fat tiger From on the Google? chonk? Yeah, ever see that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Now I want to wonder, because like, I have a cat, you own a cat, mm-hmm. many people know about cat behavior. Yeah. Does the cat just wait outside for the right time to swoop in and enter into the cat bag? Because I can't even get my cat into a crate like once a year Yeah, without, you know, some serious maneuvering. Like I got to rearrange my apartment to kind of like chase him down this funneling arrangement of furniture mm-hmm. until there's one end point and that end point is this false window that breaks 
And inside, he is in the cat crate. Close, go to the bed. Yeah. It would take a lot more planning than necessary. Like, you'd have to have someone with you with the other cat. Oh, a co-conspirator to like, cat smuggling. Yeah, to like weigh in at the airport. I assume they weigh in at the airport. Because Bronwyn and I kind of did <laughs> something like this. Not you, with cats. You cats? Okay. When we flew down to Tampa last year, we went to uh, Grindhouse Video down there, the little the, the video store. Mm-hmm. And we bought a bunch of VHS tapes to bring back with us. Oh, okay. And so we just had this suitcase full of like... Our clothes that we brought with us, and then like all these fucking VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got like the scale that you weigh your carry on bag with. And if it's like over a certain weight, you have to check it and pay extra. We weighed it and it was over. And so we like took it back and like arranged things so that we evened out the bags and they were just enough to get both of them on for free. Nice. <laughs> we also got stopped by, uh, I think we talked about this on the pod already, but we got stopped because of all those VHS tapes. They thought that was suspicious. It coming is through. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That, and I actually have a foreboding sound now, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the security guard was like when your VHS tapes <laughs> <laughs> went across the X, right? <laughs> So, like, yeah, there's, like, these self-check kind of weigh-in stations. It seems weird to, like, I mean, I, I don't know if that's even an option on American Flight to check your animal. I mean, I know you can check them, like, there's, like, an animal st- storage kind of air storage. They just, they just put it with the suitcases. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, under the plane. Yeah. And so this guy was, like, thought his cat was going to freak out and die if he was under there and he, like, wanted to be with his cat. And I didn't know you could carry on an animal, I guess is what I'm saying. Right, I don't. I don't think that's a thing. In yeah, like yeah, that's the most surprising thing about this <laughs> is that it was the cat was smuggled not because you can't have a cat in first class, but because you can't have a fat cat in first class. <laughs> and I'm just pretty sure that that was the only people in first class. <laughs> right? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gotta get a good fat cat joke. <laughs> I would want it's Kyle with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was flying with them, I would feel uncomfortable having him yeah. in, in the bottom. Yeah, like I barely feel good having like my shorts. Yeah, in, I'm always nervous lo- that my luggage is going to be somewhere else when I land. Well, like, what happens if that's your cat somewhere else? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have my cat in like freaking Vancouver <laughs> without me. That'd be terrible being separated from your cat, and then like the cat gets sold at one of those luggage stores of unclaimed luggage because I can't get to the cat store fast enough to right. get a cat ticket. I don't. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, I hate hotlines, so calling the airplane would probably be a nightmare by itself. I'm sure. Poor Kyle. Kyle, you're not going anywhere. You will die in this room. <laughs> All right, that takes care of that. It's a little too slow and dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, particularly for that sense. But sometimes we do say things that are a little arch nemesis and foreboding enough for that. Um, Here's the third cat story. (laughs) That's a better one. (laughs) Uh, A mutinous cat was put in solitary confinement for freeing other cats from a shelter. Mm-hmm. Now he's a star. Oh, Catboy's identity revealed? Mm. Or is this just more like uh, vigilante inspiration because cats see Catboy uh, going around, swapping cats out in Russia, being superhero, and now he's like, you know what? I can do this too. So you're saying that Catboy inspired copycats? Yeah. <laughs> this is a copycat cat. Boy. Oh, my God damn. This is a copycat boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where did this one take place? Uh, in the states, like Indiana, Illinois, mm. Midwest area. Okay, I believe. So still possibly within Catboy's domain. This is well within Catboy's domain. Not quite in Russia, where he seems to be doing all his real big moves. <laughs> this is definitely a copycat. Mm-hmm. This is not high profile enough. Catboy's a high profile Hamtramck Avenger. Yeah, he's like uh, the V blend of Hamtramck Avengers. I mean, he's the only like identified Hamtramck Avenger at this time. I think he's the only. Yeah, well, I, okay. So he's the one that breaks through and like gets the public attention. Yeah, if we're talking like actual 
superhero sort of Hamtramck Avengers as opposed to like those dudes that got that tip jar that one time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like we don't I didn't see their costumes. Right. So like cuz they left so fast. That's the thing. It's like I couldn't really catch Yeah. We don't know their superhero uh personas. I didn't see them change before they tackled that perp against the dumpster. Yeah. So Catboy is the first like persona that we have in terms of uh the Hamtramck Avengers lore. You should probably fill that out. Yeah. I was thinking like a crowning achievement of Scott Cast. We all get together, plot out some comic books, and draw them. Yeah. I've been practicing my stick figures. Mm-hmm. Make a comic book line. Scott Cast inspired. Make this Hamtramck. Really steal from DC and Marvel. We'll have a special edition where everyone in the comic has a bad dick. <laughs> That's right. It's like, oh my God. At night, it just goes crazy. <laughs> it's hanging upside down as we speak. <laughs> So that's our Catboy news for the day. Yeah. Yeah. You texted me. Uh, these people in Ann Arbor mm-hmm. totally ripping off your idea. January 14th, they're doing a street trash party with cocktails. Oh, yeah. These dicks. Well, I'm just calling them out. It's like that. <laughs> There's not a lot to this. Everybody knows their second fiddle. We, uh, we posted the. Uh, the ick episode. Does, ev- does so everybody it's... know? Does everybody know? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> okay. Especially that This was obviously <laughs> riding my coattails. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at the published date. Yeah. Look at the, that. That's what we should write on the wall. <laughs> look at that published date. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach them before they mess with the wrath of fan favorite Ian Dixon himself. <laughs> May they weep in their stead. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to give them bad therapy later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, once they're rich, they'll show them. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I think if I was rich receiving bad therapy, I would still feel like I'm on the plus side of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The bad therapy would only do so little. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about that. Were we on were we on pod talking about that? That was this pod, yeah. That's what I was referencing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I that was to, like thirty minutes ago. <laughs> I need to take some on it or something like that. <laughs> See, like that's what makes Joe Rogan a great podcaster, is like he's doing these things for like three or four hours at a clip. <laughs> we're in forty six minutes in and yeah. I'm like, wait, what did we talk? Was that today? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to give a little charge to my brain. Mm-hmm. So screw these Ann Arbor people. We came first. That's Ian's right. called Kitchen. You know, I was thinking if there is an episode of B movie stuff mm-hmm. that involves cutting off someone's hair, we could do an episode where we shave my head. You're looking to shave your head. I was thinking about it because I was looking at like all these charities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of charities where like people with long, luxurious locks, such as myself, yeah, can uh, cut your hair and give it off to them, and they make like wigs for cancer patients and yeah. stuff. Also, watched another documentary that was telling me how uh, hair is worth like four hundred dollars a scalp in nice. like India and stuff like that. Damn. You know, I know some of those charities have like a length requirement. Are you like there? I mean, you're you're it's you're like, pretty luxurious locks there, but I'm yeah, saying. like the most strict one I found was a ten inch ponytail. Okay, and if you give me the girly ponytails, like mm-hmm. little handlebars, yeah, ten inch, so I can get my little girly handlebar <laughs> <laughs> ponytails. We could shave my head, okay, and make I a have, kitchen around it. I I know exactly what I want to do. Boom. Boom. That's right. That's the wrong one. <laughs> maybe Damn that one. Maybe that one. I don't know. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make filming funny. Is this one? I don't think it's that sinister. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm overusing sinister. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that right off. That'll do. That'll do. While we're on the subject, check it out. You know what that means? Email bag. That's right. Email bag. All right. This uh, comes from Jennifer Smith. Jennifer Smith. She's a listener. Sounds like a made-up name. 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Hi, Scott. All hell, Scott Casts. Glory, Glory be to Scott, Scott Cast. I have listened to your podcast a few times during my commute to work, and I desperately want to like it. Hmm. I am in my late 30s, am female, probably of Irish or German descent. I am only 36% through college. I have a job and 1.7 kids. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the nation is in trouble, but my personal community is doing it right. I have one ask of you. Can you stop talking esoterica? I want to listen, but you're all just so damn esoteric. Hmm. Hmm. Swear. Sincerely, Jennifer Smith. The statistical amalgamated homunculus of America itself. Fuck! <laughs> well. So what do we do? Do we do we kowtow? Do we do we kind of blend into the American landscape, try to appeal to the lowest common denominator, or do we keep sticking it with the esoterica like pros? I think that's what we do. That's the only thing we can do. We're true to us. Yeah. I don't give a shit what. Jennifer, what's her face says. Yeah, Jennifer, what's your face? The physical amalgamated homunculus of America itself. Yeah, it's the only ba- only way to be real and raw is to really embrace our esoterica. Yeah, because that's what makes us. That's that's who we are. It's who we are. It's who we care about. It's the novelty. Like all everything we're saying are really just old ideas that we all already know. That we all already embrace in our hearts and our souls. Yeah. And we're just giving it new clothes and new bodies so that they may fly freely within your mind. A clear uh, arbinger of uh, joy and uh, apocalyptic scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this how we ended the last episode? That's why everything's art? Right, but like I'm less drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we can use this for, for promotional purposes now. Cool. thank you jennifer smith that was a great question if you have a question for scottcast just uh email us at thescottcast.com we have an email bag page there more email bag that was me closing it out Uh, Uh, i got excited and then i'm disappointed i should make an email bag (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how we get excited about email bag yeah when like they're always like the weakest topic (laughs) (laughs) master charles has sent us some good ones he has sent great email bags he's he stopped contributing he's contributed and we've talked and i've been ignoring a voicemail of his because we're currently in a merch war and at this time, I might be engaging in a feud with his entire audience. Oh. Yeah. We talked about this with Sabal on the last episode, but I was in the Master Charles stream itself. I was making some comments, talking about his video game playing, talking about stuff like that. Mm. When all of a sudden, his followers in mass uh, gave me what is termed as a vibe check. okay a vibe check is when you're like you're not gelling well with the crowd buddy step Mm -hmm. in line so i'm feuding with them all up in the kool-aid and didn't know the flavor exactly that's a (laughs) great phrase oh my god that's not original oh that would be poetry if you just came (laughs) up with that oh my god but yeah, that's it. I didn't know the flavor of Kool-Aid. Yeah. They vibe-checked me. Master Charles himself expressed confusion at the vibe-check, but dismissed it. I, however, have yet to dismiss it. <laughs> Took umbrage. I have umbrage. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like being vibe-checked. I will check your vibe for vibe-checking me. <laughs> I vibe-checked that vibe-check. Yeah. I'm in my 30s, so I'm looking at real estate. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at purchasing stuff and and investing you know because yeah. i've got a long life to live one life to lift and <laughs> <laughs> and i i gotta start doing it now or i'm gonna be caught flat-footed yeah so i've been looking at places and realtors are trying to sell a decommissioned nuclear missile silo in arkansas that's right that's the kind of places you've been looking for <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, tell me more about it. <laughs> well, it's a perfect little place. It's the right price. <laughs> I believe that. You know, it's actually not a lot. Um, it's four hundred grand. Okay. Which for a decommissioned nuclear missile, I imagine silo, it's a lot of square footage. A lot of square footage. Unique layout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's burrowed into the ground. I mean, Deep. that's kind of great. That's exactly what you want, you know. And four hundred thousand dollars is affordable. I have to get a down payment together and convince mm-hmm. a bank that I'm feasible <laughs> <laughs> buying this nuclear missile silo. <laughs> you know, it'll be great for Scottcast. It'll be a great pod room. It'll be a great place to start the it city. It would be a good, yeah, ground zero for the the city. Yes, ground zero. <laughs> I shouldn't write that in the loan application. <laughs> I would like to create ground zero. Therefore, I am building a nuclear missile device. No, no, don't do that. No, go away. I don't even think I read that right, but no. <laughs> 400 grand. It's not exactly moving ready. There's lead paint everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly nuclear radiation. (laughs) Well, I mean, as long as we don't have like kids down there. Yeah, I don't plan on that's just where we're like, you know, saving humanity is all. Yeah. And perhaps the lead paint (laughs) eating would result in genetic mutations that may favor us against the CRISPR elite. Or not. (laughs) Probably not. It's only one way to find out. Yeah. But beyond money and achieving funding, mm-hmm. uh, there is this, there's a single somewhat of an obstacle. Mm-hmm. They've already had viable offers to purchase that were denied. Okay. First one from someone trying to make a marijuana greenhouse uh, and another for trying to make a porn studio. So why why do they decline that one? Morals. The guy doesn't want to see the the place become a porn studio slash marijuana factory. He doesn't want it to become a missile silo of ill repute. So it was a place to store weapons of mass destruction. Nuclear missiles. But weed and sex are like completely beyond... The morality of such a place. He, he doesn't support mindless destruction. He just likes the nuclear missile silos. <laughs> Is this privately owned? It's privately owned. It's a decommissioned nuclear missile silo. He bought it for two hundred grand in two thousand two from the U.S. government. I'm supposing so. Probably auction style, like they sell the Crown Vicks. Wow. It was like, here's a Crown Vic. Here's a Crown Vic. You get the Crown Vic. Okay, okay. And up next is this. Giant missile silo. Okay. So he bought it for 200 grand almost 20 years ago, and he wants 400 grand? Yeah. I think it's just inflation. I guess. And maybe maybe he probably spruced it up a little bit, you know, chipped some of the lead paint away. (laughs) 100 grand worth of lead paint chipped away. I don't know, man. Property flippers, I don't know how much morals they have. Right? Well, more morals than the porn and weed obsessed. Kind of just sounds like a. Boomer. He's just asshole. a boomer looking for attention. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm selling my missile silo. This is my price. Well, he's you know got, what? He's got his it. morals that are like, I don't want you having any fun down there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Should we not be talking shit about him on the pot? I'm trying to make a purchase. <laughs> <laughs> it's his private decision to sell. Yeah. Like, maybe we can get a good deal if, like, he thinks that, you know, we're upstanding gentlemen. Yeah. We're not going to make a porn studio. I'm not interested in that. I mean, does he have like criteria for like what what he wants to do with it? I don't think he has any criteria. He's just like, no, I'm not going to sell to you because you're a dick. Yeah, it's case by case. You know, they go case by case criteria. So, do you think we could sell him on like we're going to save humanity? Strangely enough, I don't know how, how how kindly he takes to doomsday preppers. Yeah, you know how people get when they get their little obsessions. The people who have the same obsession as them but do it differently mm-hmm. are despised. Yeah. Like Star Wars nerds like who are loyal to the original trilogy mm-hmm. hate the people who love the new stuff or yeah. the prequels. Right. You know, it's same thing with Doomsday Preppers. Like mm-hmm. he probably doesn't quite dig our version of what we think the apocalypse is going to be. Mm-hmm. Even though every... Virgin. Well, what the fuck else is anybody going to do with an underground missile silo? I mean, live, spruce it up, get some stuff from Target. <laughs> you know? 
It's not exactly built for to be a residential space. Well, once the lead paint's chipped away and yeah. you know, and all the tetanus is covered up, <laughs> and like all the sh- sheer falls are railed up. Yeah, you know. As long once, as, once it gets filled in, you know. <laughs> no, no, don't fill it in. <laughs> it's got to be a big cavernous space. As long as there's not radiation, mm-hmm. I will move in. Yeah, I would like even if it was lead paint. I was like, I'll move in. I'll I'll do the work. I'll I'll keep it a sin free zone. I don't care if I have to sign make wallpaper. Sure, make sure not to lick the walls. I won't lick the walls unless I need some fast genetic mutation. <laughs> you know, but that's that's deployed. A measured response to an overwhelming threat. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to CRISPR all that stuff. That'll be very intentional when we do our mutations. Yeah. We got David working on it, so you know it'll be good. Yeah. He's, he's an attention to D-Lo guy. David's never fucked anything up, ever. I don't think so. <laughs> Particularly a conversation. <laughs> I love David. We're going to have a tech talk. Mm. Soon. After this pod, there's going to be a David tech talk. Yeah. So if you're excited for that. We're going to be talking all the new Tesla stuff. The fact that all the stocks he's picked has magically gone up by like 400%. Mm-hmm. I'm a little pissed at that. Yeah. Because I bailed out as soon as I started losing money on his picks. And I was just like, David, <laughs> telling me what to do. And then I bailed out and I lost 60 bucks. And then mm-hmm. everything doubled. And yeah. now there's no reason to buy it again because it's all peaked out again. Right. So what did we learn today? Um, well... We learned that uh, Catboy's, what would you call it, influence uh, expands far beyond what we previously might have thought. Yes, yes. He's an international play cat. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what else did we learn? We learned a little bit about being 30 and how useless it is. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, we're going to have a Robert Pattinson cast soon. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, wow, we did talk a lot about the cats, didn't we? <laughs> that was the the bulk of the episode, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just such a cute sound. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had some new merch. Um, and we almost bought a decommissioned nuclear missile silo. Yeah. Yeah, so there it is. All right, so... Uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our banter, please leave a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. Share on social media. Subscribe on Patreon. Thescottcast.com forward slash Patreon. So, from the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. All the Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. That's right. I need to find a better place to put that at the end. I like directly at the end. Yeah. But... Maybe it could go before all that other stuff. Yes. Okay. <laughs>